Y'all ready? Amen. I got a, a word for you. I believe it's a word in season. I like words in season. I don't want to hear a word that's not in season, right? <laughs> of course, the word is always good no matter what, but we want to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say for us for this hour. And I believe that, um, that God gave me something today. I want to talk to you about the power of joy. And this kind of was inspired by, I shared a little bit uh, the other night by, uh, or, I'm sorry, the other day during prayer on Zoom and uh, in the morning time doing my devotion. And, you know, it's kind of that season now to get outside and it's starting to, it's a beautiful day today, right? It's been so nice. You know, some are, some of you guys are going, no, <laughs> but it was beautiful. It was a beautiful day. And uh, I did it again today. And I thought, well, it's, it's the season to be able to get outside and enjoy the weather, enjoy the beauty of the Lord. The birds start singing. They're, they're singing just for me. I know they are. <laughs> That's what Braden thinks when he was little. He used to say, those birds are singing just for me. God sent them here to sing just for me. So I, I'm convinced they're singing for me. And uh, I'm doing my devotion. And I'm thinking about, you know, how I'm sitting out here and, and how some seasons enable us to sit outside and some seasons enable don't and they disable us. We can't sit outside when it's freezing cold. You can, but it's not very pleasant, right? But the different seasons also require us to wear different clothes. And, you know, right now, I had a sweater on this morning that was good for a little while, and then I had to go change because, you know, it's that time of the year where you got to figure out if it's going to be cold or hot or whatever. So different seasons require different clothing. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, just not on the natural side, but on the inside. He was saying, in this season, there's a specific clothing that you need to be wearing, and that's joy. And, you know, we know what joy is. The joy of the Lord is what? It's, it's our strength. There's a reason why we need joy. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit about the last days, the requirement, and the need for us to have joy. But, you know, I was, I was on Sunday, I was just kind of observing. I'm observing you all. <laughs> and I'm just looking around to see, you know, if people were to come in here, they're very impacted by our heart of worship. They're impacted by our heart of love for each other. They're impacted by the message, the word of God, that there is a definite presence of the Lord here when we come in. Amen. But I'm wondering if they're being impacted by the joy of the Holy Spirit. If we're smiling, you know, that's the first sign of joy is this. <laughs> and it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. You all know that, right? So I just was kind of meditating on this. And in the last couple days, I've been just listening and watching different videos online about joy. And just, you know, almost everyone, if you look up Kenneth Hagin, everyone where it talks about joy, it's usually a Holy Ghost meeting where everybody is laughing and dancing and rejoicing in the Lord. There's that just that kind of atmosphere. And some people might say, well, that's just not my personality. That's not how I receive from the Lord. But I want to tell you, the Lord wants us to be able to participate, and it's in the Bible, it's scriptural, that we're to be filled and to be being filled with the Holy Spirit by speaking to ourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, and making melody in our hearts. And that's how we become filled. We, we get filled up by worship. We get filled up by reading the word. But there's something else that happens when we get in the presence of God, and we start singing and declaring his goodness. We open our mouth and let something else come out besides negativity. 
Have you ever been in a room with somebody and they've been just complaining and talking about their problems? And after a while, <laughs> he's, he's shaking his head. After a while, you just feel that heaviness, that just downcast spirit. And it just, you know, it's, it's awful. It's a, it's a negative. Well, that's because you've invited some spirits in the room and they're not good. But we have the ability to invite the Holy Spirit into, our, into the atmosphere and to set up a place for him to move. I believe in the last hour that the Holy Spirit is going to pour out his power like never before. We're going to see it. We've talked about it. We've been talking about it, signs, wonders, and miracles. We can talk about it, but until we're participating in it, until we're activating, activating the power that's available to us in that way, we'll just be talking about it until Jesus comes. You, know, you see what I'm saying? And so I want whatever you talk about is what mag, is magnified and, and what manifests if you talk about issues and all that, like I said, it, it become, there's this heaviness that comes. But if you talk about God and how good he is, how, he, how faithful he's been, that his promises are yes and amen. Like I said ye yesterday, the women, it's like he's so faithful, just like the sun comes up in the morning and sets at night, you know it's going to happen. That's how faithful our God is. We can compare that to how faithful he is. He will be faithful if we attend to his word and look for him in, and the blessings that he has for us in our lives. Amen? He is a faithful father. So I, I just want to talk to you about this a little bit. Um, Brother Copeland made this statement. I thought it was really powerful. He said, your faith is like a dose of medicine to your spirit, but your joy is like a dose of medicine to your body. And I added this, and, your, and hope is like a dose of medicine to your soul because everybody needs hope. We can't live in a hopeless world, right? We have hope, and that's in Jesus. Amen? And, and we have hope within each other. That's why we come together. We're connected as the body of Christ. It brings hope. You, you know, before, you know, COVID started, we kept going. We kept, we kept coming together, and people would come in, and you could just see the hope in their eyes. It's like we're, we're connected. We're here for each other. We're not disconnected. We're not isolated. We're not on our own. That's not how the body of Christ is supposed to be. And Pastor Steve has been teaching us so, so beautifully on the importance of connection for this hour. I believe that this, what I'm going to tell you about, talk to you about tonight, and it's nothing new. I'm preaching to the choir, but I believe that this is another part of our connection, is having joy in the Holy Spirit. And I'll explain. Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Ephesians 6.10, Paul talked about, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Y'all like that song we just sang, Strong in the Lord? That was a, a Pastor Steve song. And uh, he wrote that. I don't know what the story is behind that one, but uh, there's stories behind every song he writes. Um, but probably during a trial or something, he burst out in song, Strong in the Lord and the power of his might, I will stand. But I like the verse. The word is my foundation, the rock on which I stand. The spirit will empower me way beyond the strength of my own physical hand. I'll not fall, I'll not fall. I'll, sta I'll stand strong. And never fall. Isn't that powerful? Amen. Praise God. So I, I was watching a, a video about Ro Richard Roberts. Y'all know who that is? Do you, you guys know who Oral Roberts is? You've probably heard of Oral Roberts. Well, it's his son. And he was talking about how he had inherited a $60 million debt. Now, you think you're in debt. <laughs> $60 million is pretty heavy. And he said he, he was overcome with the, the weightiness of this debt. 
and how it just, it made him sick. He was ready to quit the ministry. He was, he was ready to die. He just thought, I can't, I can't come up with $60 million. This is too big for me. And, and he had gotten to a place where he was just so downcast in his spirit. He was depressed. And he had to go speak somewhere, and he was getting ready to go. And his wife had sent him, before he went to speak, his wife had sent him to a Rodney Howard Brown meeting. You guys know who Rodney Howard Brown is? He's a pastor out in Florida. He's, is he from South Africa? I think he is. A really strong accent. Y'all probably saw, he got arrested during COVID <laughs> for keeping his church open. That pastor in Florida, that's Rodney Howard Brown that got arrested. Anyways, praise God, he's out and they're doing all kinds of powerful meetings. But he, his meetings, has anybody ever been to a Rodney Howard Brown meeting? Pastor, you have? Yes, they're pretty powerful, aren't they? He carries a real heavy anointing. Pastor Steve and I went uh, one time at Rama. He came to minister, and we went up. I'm telling you what, the anointing was so strong. I, I don't, I've traveled with people that are, have strong anointings. That was the strongest I've ever felt. And what he carries is an anointing for the Holy Spirit to flow by way of laughter, by way of people just getting drunk in the Holy Ghost. They become completely intoxicated with the power of the Spirit where people are falling out and laughing and just nothing makes sense. And now you might, I don't know if anybody, has anybody ever experienced that? Yeah? Yes? It's pretty powerful. If you were here last year, we had Mark Hankins in in April and our whole place was filled with the Holy Spirit and power and everybody was getting doused with, with that presence, with the with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, you might say, that's not for me. That's for other people, but it's not for me. But it is for you because it's in the Bible. And whatever is in the Bible is for you. God is not a respecter of persons and is for everybody. So I believe and I see it in my spirit with the eyes of my spirit that this church is going to be affected by the Holy Spirit in that way in this year. I'm believing it's going to happen in this place. Amen. There's reasons for it. Now, you might say, I don't need that in my life. I can be filled. I can worship here. I, you know, I can fill myself up with the word of God, and I don't need that. Well, I didn't think I needed it. Pastor Steve didn't think he needed it. But there was a season in our life where we were going through a really tough time. How many have ever gone through a tough time? How many feel like you've been a, a deep pit and you can't get out? You feel like, man, I, I, I am despairing beyond despair. There is nothing else that I can do in my life to make things work. And I got in a meeting like this where there was so much joy and the presence of the Lord was so strong that we laughed and we laughed and we laughed till we cried and uh, fell out in the spirit. And like I said one time, they had to carry me out to the car because I couldn't walk. I was completely inundated with the power of the spirit. Now, I've never, I've never drank alcohol I've never been a partier, never even tasted it. So that's not a part of my life. I don't know what it's like to be drunk. But I can only imagine because I was drunk in the spirit many, many times, several times. And so, and you know, you guys know I've traveled with uh, Kenneth Hagin, and a lot of our meetings were like that. He'd go around and just say, be filled, be filled, be filled. And he'd kind of hit your head. He had rings, and you better hope he didn't hit you with his ring. <laughs> Because you might get filled with something else. But anyway, so it, they're very powerful meetings. Anyways, back to my story. Richard Roberts went to a Rodney Howard Brown meeting. 
And he was like, maybe some of you are skeptical, like, I don't believe in that kind of meeting. He said, but you know what? Be careful what you're critical of. Be careful what you're critical of. Because there could be something of value that you don't have an understanding of. And we don't want to make judgment on something that we don't know, we don't have enough wisdom about. Amen? So he went in with an open mind and an open heart. And he went up and he got so filled with the Spirit, he was laughing uncontrollably. And he said, all that depression and anxiety and things that were so heavy on my heart were gone that night. Because the presence of God came in and saturated me and filled me up with the Holy Ghost and made such a change in my life. There are some things that can be taught from the Word, but there are some things that have to be caught by the Spirit. And we can sit here and fill our minds and fill our spirits up with all kinds of things, but we have to be filled with the power of the Spirit for change to come in our lives, for the manifestation of the power of the Holy Ghost to come into this place and saturate all of us here and fill us up to overflowing so that we're so inundated with the power of the Spirit that people go, what happened to you? You've been changed. There's something different about you. I can see it all over your face. Now, I know when we get saved, we get filled with Spirit. That's one step. But I'm telling you, there's more to be had. There's more. God, there's, you know, there's endless things to learn about, about him, but there's endless things to experience about him. And I believe that the power of God is present here right now for us to receive this, if you'll be open to it. Now, if you sit there with your, with your hands like this and say, that's not for me, you won't get it. But why not just say, hey, I'm going to get everything that God has for me tonight. Can you say that tonight? I'm going to receive everything that the Holy Spirit has for me tonight. Amen. Amen. So, uh, you know, how many have heard about the day of Pentecost? How many believe, have you read it in the Acts? We're going to read about it. Acts 2, 17. It says, and it shall come to pass in the last days. What days are we in right now? We're in the last days. You believe we're in the last days? God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind. That includes me. Can you say that? That includes me. That includes everyone here. I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men, old men shall dream dreams. And you could locate where you are by what's happening. <laughs> are you dreaming? Are you prophesying? <laughs> what's happening? Then you know if you're old or young. And yes, and on my men servants and my maid servants, that's all of us here, because there's only two. There's male and female, right? Men servants and maid servants. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they will prophesy. They will tell forth. I'm sorry, I can't. I don't have my glasses on. Telling forth the divine counsels and predicting future events pertaining especially to God's kingdom. But the part I want you to see is, in those days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That we we. This whole thing started, this whole scripture started with in the last days. That's now. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. If we're not expecting it, we may not receive it. 
but I'm expecting it, and I'm looking for it, and I'm anticipating the power of the Spirit to fill us up to overflowing, to bring change. I can't change myself. You can't change yourself, but the power of the Holy Ghost can change your life and turn everything around and change the whole trajectory of your life, and the destiny will be what God has planned for you and not what the devil has planned. Let me tell you something. God has an amazing plan for your life, but so does the devil. The devil has a plan for your life, too. And there's a fight going on for your spirit, for your soul. And it's important that we follow after the voice of the spirit, not the voice of the enemy. There are many voices in the world today. We have to listen to the voice of the spirit. Amen. That still, quiet, soft voice. And when we follow that voice, if we're listening in these moments in this kind of presence, the Holy Spirit, if he tells you, get on your knees, get on your knees. If he says it's time to worship, let's worship. Let's follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and do what he wants to do so he can have his way in this place. Amen? Resistance keeps and stops the flow of the Spirit. I will not be the one to stop the flow of the Spirit. How about you? I will not resist what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in this place. Amen? So Peter, he had just denied Jesus not long ago. And he's up in the upper room, and they're waiting on that presence to come in. And y'all know there was over 500 of them waiting, and only 120 waited it out because it took a while. Sometimes things don't just drop. We want instant. We want McDonald's Holy Spirit. We want drive-through Holy Spirit. But sometimes the Lord is waiting on us just to, just to release some things. Sometimes you got to just detox a little bit in the presence. You know what I'm saying? You got to get rid of some anxiety, some cares, some things that are happening in your life. You got to let those things just be absorbed in the presence of the Lord. And then when it's all about him and your eyes are completely on him and you're completely focused on him, then all of a sudden you can sense it happened last Sunday. For those of you who stayed afterwards, there was a presence of the spirit that came in after Pastor Steve spoke. Beautiful word on knowing God, that that's our purpose to know him and to know the power of his resurrection. And so when we know him, that's when, when his presence can move, we can hear his voice. And we were up here just worshiping him, saying, God, we want to know you more. I want to know you. That's what we used to do when we were kids. We'd come up to the altar and say, God, just use me. I want to know you more. I want you to use my life. Amen. So Peter, he's up in the upper room with the rest of them, and all of a sudden, there's a rushing, mighty wind. Not like the air conditioning. <laughs> there was a rushing, mighty wind. Have you ever heard wind? You've heard it. It can be very loud. If you've been in a tornado or a hurricane, you can really hear it. So there was this rushing, mighty wind, and there was flames of fire that sat on their heads. And all of a sudden, they began to be filled with the Spirit. And they began to speak in other tongues that no man could know. And as they walked out of the place, the people were saying, these people are drunk because they were so... Now, what does a drunk person look like? Y'all are laughing. Staggering. Kind of not, not able to hold their own. Talking kind of slurry, laughing a lot. I don't know. Quiet. I don't know. What? Crying. Some of them cry, I guess. They were walking out of that place, and people were saying, there was a celebration going on, and, and they were saying, these people are drunk. 
And Peter stood up and he said, these are not drunk as you suppose. They're very, very drunk in the Holy Ghost. It's 9 a.m. Who gets drunk at 9 a.m.? I know some people do, but <laughs> but it was 9 a.m. There were no bars open. They had been drinking from the power of the Holy Ghost and walked out of that place full of the Spirit. I'm telling you what, when you get filled up with God, it's going to change something about your flesh. Your flesh is going to be affected by the power of the living God. Amen. I know even on Sundays sometimes when the presence of God gets really strong up here, it gets in my legs. I almost can't stand and, you know, you know, you see people shaking. It's not that they're shaking on purpose. It's just their physical being can't hardly handle the presence of God. You're, when you get up to a holy, amazing God that we should be fearing, and when I say fearing, in awe of, reverential, honoring him, you will have a response in your flesh. And so that's what happened. The Holy Spirit came. And, and filled them up with the Spirit of God. And what happened? They started laughing and rejoicing. Laughing and rejoicing. Laughing and rejoicing. Laughing and rejoicing. We should be going out of here, walking day to day, laughing and rejoicing because it is a sign of being filled with the Spirit. Amen? When we walk in here, if we have frowns, I might say to you, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit today? Have you had a douse? Have you had a drink from the presence of the Lord today? It was funny. Amanda wrote me right when I was studying this, and she sent me a, I'm telling on her, she sent me a, a picture of a, a chocolate dove, you know, wrapper. And on the inside, it says something about the new beginnings. She said, look, they're tapped into our church, new beginnings, <laughs> something about chocolate being new beginnings. And she said, I've had a, a kind of a crazy day with work, so I'm turning to chocolate. And so I wrote her, I said, how about taking a dose of the Holy Ghost <laughs> and get filled with the power of the Spirit right now? I was just teasing her back because I was studying. But, you know, when, when we're going through hard times, this is the answer. This is the answer for us. How do we do it? The first step in getting filled with the Holy Spirit, it's so simple. I'll tell you how to do it. You open your mouth. And you say, ha, 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 ha. Is that hard? Ha, ha, ha. And you continue, ha, 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 ha. There was a, 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 what was it, like a meme or something back in the day. I don't know, it was a poster back in our day. It wasn't a meme, it was a poster. <laughs> it said, the devil said what? And, it, and this guy's laughing, ha, 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 ha. You know, there's this picture of this guy laughing hilariously. The devil said what? How many have had the devil tell you things? You're going to die of cancer. The devil said what? You're not going to have enough money to live your life out. The devil said what? Ha, ha, ha. You're going to be poor. You're going to this. You're going to have that. You're going to get this. Your kids are going to be terrible. Blah, 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 blah. The devil said what? Ha, ha, ha. There is no place for the enemy in our life if we resist him with the word of God and with the power of the spirit. And this is one way, not the only way, but one way that we can attack the enemy in our lives. And it is a powerful way, I'm going to tell you. And it's simple, it's simple, it's simple. When we first moved here, when all three of my kids, you know, our kids, my kids, our kids, 
our kids. <laughs> we were, you know, our kids were kind of dealing with some depression because we had moved them away from their their church that they were they were hooked to, you know, they were tied to all these friends. And so in the morning we'd pray, we'd stand in a circle and pray before they go to, to school. And I would make them take their medicine. How many know that joy is medicine? And so I'd say, okay, for about 10 seconds, we're going to laugh. So let's take our medicine. And they, you know, ha, 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 <laughs> especially in the morning, you know, ha, ha, ha. But you have to put on joy. You have to put it on. If I'm in a, in a wintry place and it's freezing cold and I am desperate to put on a coat and the coat is lying there and I say, it's freezing, I need a coat. What am I going to do? Am I going to stand there and look at my coat and wish I had one on and it just supernaturally flowed onto my body? Or I'm going to go over and pick it up and put it on. See, some people have gotten so religious about this, it's kind of opposite. They don't think that they need that. And so they're, they're saying, it's good for you. Leave that coat over there. And while you're over here depressed and dealing with anxiety and fears and frustrations, and all you have to do is put on some joy. And that power in the joy will help you get through everything you need to get through. I'm telling you what, it'll bring answers. It'll break the power of the enemy. I told you guys this story before. There was something that I was believing God for in one of our kids. Uh, he was bound in some things, uh, connected to, uh, it was a connection that was not a, a godly connection, and I knew he needed out, and he couldn't see it, and he couldn't get free from it, and I was believing God for this freedom for my son, and the Holy Spirit told me, he said, if you'll obey what I have going on tonight in this, in this service, and you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, you will see a breakthrough. Now, it's not about what we're doing, per se. It's not about works, but it is about obedience, and it's about following the voice of the Spirit. So I told you all, that was the night I had, I actually had strep. I didn't even know I had strep. And we were worshiping and praising. Well, when you have strep, you're not feeling real great. You want to sit down and be quiet. And I just kept saying, praise you, Lord. Father, I thank you. I worship you. And they just kept worshiping all around. We went on for probably an hour. You know what would be a breakthrough in your life if you could praise God for past two minutes? I'm serious. Some of us don't know how to praise God in English, not just leaning on the Spirit, but in English, because that's the Spirit too, giving thanks to God. Father, I thank you that you are such a faithful Father. I worship you. I praise you. I thank you that you are my peace. You are my joy. You are my strength. You're the glory and the lifter of my head. I have so much to be grateful for. Let your words say something about how big and great your God is. And when you do that, you create an atmosphere for God to move. And then all of a sudden, you see that you're in this place of such a, a heightened uh, level of magnifying God that all of a sudden, that joy starts bursting forth in your heart, and you just start laughing and thanking him and worshiping him. And before you know it, you're drunk in the Holy Ghost. It's, it, I'm serious. It's the doorway into being filled with the Spirit is opening your mouth and giving thanks. What does the word say? It tells us to come into the, his presence with thanksgiving, right? Amen, Psalm 100. So that's one way you can come in, but there's a different way you can go out. 
<laughs> you don't have to come in the same, go out the same way you come in. You can leave different. You can leave changed. Amen? Praise God. So we can be immersed in the joy of the Lord. And I want to be immersed in his presence. How about you? I'm excited about this. Are you, are you guys excited? This is so powerful. This is our power. There is a reason why in the last two years, the enemy has tried to cause division and tried to cause depression and anxiety and fear. There are multiple reasons. But one of the reasons is so that he can get our strength. Because if he's got your joy and you're depressed and despairing over life, then he's got your strength. How many people right now say, I just feel so tired. I'm so tired. I don't have any strength. I feel weak all the time. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'll tell you what's wrong with you. You need to laugh a little bit. You need to have some joy. You need to put a smile on your, I'm serious. It seems so hard, but it's so simple. We need to laugh in the Holy Ghost. I'll give you another example. Our son Hayden, he's dealt with asthma most of his life. He had an asthma attack. We took him to the hospital. He was, I don't know how old he was, young. <laughs> and his oxygen level was in the 80s. And they wanted to put him in. They wanted to put him in the hospital. And we didn't have peace about it. We kept saying, no, no, let's just. So they gave him a treatment, you know. And then it never went up past like 92 or 3 or something. And they kept saying, you know, well, he needs to be put in. We need to, we need to put him in the hospital. We kept saying, no, no, no. So we started telling him jokes. I think you were telling him jokes. While he's telling him jokes and he's laughing, we're watching his oxygen level go up. Completely all the way where it needed to be. And they released us. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And it is as good as medicine to your spirit. Amen? So I'm going to read this to you really quick. I can't believe how much time I've already taken. This is an article. This is a... This is a natural, normal, not spiritual lady who is a, she's a caretaker, a daily caretaker, and she writes, and her name is Helen Hunter, and this is a, this is really an article written about joy, and I want you guys to just, you know, it's funny, it really is funny to me, because we, a lot of people think this is just a spiritual thing, but it's not, it's a natural thing that God created us to have the ability to heal ourselves through laughter, through many things, through natural means, of course. But this is one of the ways that we can be healed. Amen? So when I'm going to read this to you. Just listen. When was the last time you had a really good laugh? The scientific definition of laughing is a successive rhythmic spasmodic expiration with open glottis, whatever the glottis is, and vibration of the vocal cords often accompanied by bearing of the teeth and facial expression. <laughs> All right, y'all, you can laugh. That doesn't begin to tell the story of what laughing does for us. However, the bottom line is that laughing is medically beneficial. Laughter establishes or restores a positive emotional climate and a sense of connection between people. There's the connection. In fact, People that laugh together stay together. <laughs> I just added that. In fact, some researchers believe that the major function of laughter is to bring people together. Isn't that interesting? The more social a person is and more social, socially supportive a person, I'm sorry, the more social 
support a person receives, the more likely that laughter will result from that social connection. Mutual laughter and play are an essential component of strong, healthy relationships. By making a conscious effort to incorporate more humor and play into your daily interactions, you can improve the quality of your relationships. Hmm, who would have thunk? What are the physical effects of laughing? Laughing makes people feel good for a reason. Studies have shown that laughter boosts the immune system and triggers the release of pleasure-inducing Neuro, neurochemicals into the brain. The immune system, which contains a special cells that are responsible for defending the body against infection, have been shown to increase during the act of laughing. So you can heal with more laughter. It talks about it. In the central nervous system, the brain releases powerful endorphins as a result of laughing. Endorphins are natural morphine-like compounds that raise the pain threshold produce sedation, and induce euphoria, commonly called a natural high. In other words, we feel better when we laugh because endorphins reduce physical and mental pain. While this may be a wonderful feeling, laughing has other benefits as well. During a laugh, respiration, heart rate, and blood pressure temporarily rises. This causes oxygen to surge through the bloodstream. That then results in lower blood pressure. Interesting. You need to laugh if you got high blood pressure. <laughs> Laughter improves the function of blood vessels and increases blood flow, which can help protect against a heart attack and other cardiovascular problems. Laughter reduces pain and allows toleration of discomfort. Laughter reduces blood sugar levels, increasing glucose tolerance in diabetics and non-diabetics alike. Laughter relaxes the whole body. If you're tense, you need to relax. Or you need to laugh, I'm sorry. <laughs> laughter, <laughs> I did that on purpose so you'd laugh. Laughter relaxes the whole body, relieving tension and stress. It has been shown that following a good, hearty laugh, muscles in the body are relaxed for up to 45 minutes afterward. 45 minutes. Laughing burns calories. Woohoo! All right. Y'all should be really excited about that one. Laughter is sometimes referred to as an inner jog. <laughs> Get a little inner jogging going on with your laugh. A hearty laugh gives the muscles of the face, chest, shoulders, stomach, and diaphragm a good workout. If you need a good workout, you need to laugh. Laughter also helps to create a positive mood. If you're in a bad mood, you need to go do some laughing. It allows the expression of happiness and the release of anxiety. Humor eases tension and is a great antidote to a, a stressful situation. Laughter is often seen as a temporary vacation. Have you ever heard anybody say, I need a vacation? I need a vacation. I need to get away. Well, here you go. Laughter is often seen as a temporary vacation <laughs> from everyday problems, bringing us to a paradise in which worries do not exist. Humor and laughter are natural safety valves that shut off during hormones that are released during stressful situations. In fact, your sense of humor is one of the most powerful tools you have to make certain that your daily mood and emotional state support good health. Here are some ways to bring more laughter, humor and laughter into your life. Smile. Turn to the person next to you and smile. That's the beginnings. Smiling in the beginning is the beginning of laughter. Like laughter, it's contagious. When you look at someone or see something even mildly ple pleasing, practice smiling. 
The next thing is count your blessings. Literally, make a list. Make a list. The simple act of considering the good things in your life will distance you from negative thoughts that are a barrier to human, to humor and laughter. When you hear laughter, how many people, if you've heard people laughing, you go, what are you laughing at? People are drawn to laughter. When you hear people laugh, don't you, don't you, what are they laughing at? That's because our human nature wants to laugh. How many have ever seen Mary Poppins? You guys have seen that movie and that part where, I forget all the names, that part where, I think it's Mary Poppins. We love to laugh, ha, 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 loud and long and clear. And every time they laugh, they go up. They keep going higher and higher and higher. And the guy would say, how do I get high? How do I get up there like that? And they said, well, we just think of something pleasant and start laughing. To me, that's a spiritual implication <laughs> of what they're doing in the natural. I mean, there's no way we can naturally laugh and go up to the sky, right? Uh, but, but in the spirit, we can move up higher when we laugh. Amen? You might say, well, I don't have a reason to laugh. Well, consider this. Consider that Jesus died for your soul, for your life, and that you, if you've asked him into your heart, can live eternally in heaven, that you don't have to die and go to hell and live a terrible, terrible life eternally in your sins in hell. That's one reason to laugh. I think it's a pretty good one, don't you? Amen. So uh, there are 18 things that laughter will accomplish for you, and I'm just going to go over them real quick here. It increases the blood flow to the heart. It fortifies your immune system, kind of going back over what I read. Work out your body like an internal jog. It banishes stress. It kills pain. It clears the mind. It helps burn calories. I think that is one of the number one reasons for me. Reduces blood pressure. Helps with depression. Combats memory loss. What? Combats memory loss? How many times do we say, I forgot? I forgot that. What, it, what was that again? Repeat that. I can't remember that. Laughter, joy, helps combat memory loss. Helps blood vessels function better. Reduces inflammation. How many need some help with this? Helps heal ulcers. Reduces anxiety. Helps your breathing, asthma. Fights disease. Helps you make it through tough times brings people together. That's the connection there. And mostly it will set you free. Joy will set you free. If you feel like you are bound up with something, I'm telling you what, this is the answer. And it starts with ha, ha, ha. They say that people that laugh 15 minutes a day and, and jog or do some kind of exercise for 30 minutes a day live the longest. Isaiah 52, 1. Turn to that real quick, and I want to I want to cover this really quick before we close out. Is this helping you? I thought it, it was really powerful, and I think we need. There's so much more we can talk about. This is just scratching the surface on it, but it's important that we need to uh, we need to be entertaining the thought about <laughs> having joy in our life. Amen. I think the enemy has tried to steal our joy. You know, it, our salvation is called, it's the joy of our salvation. 
And there should be joy in your salvation. And if you're not experiencing joy in your salvation, then I'm kind of wondering, what are you saved from? Because we're saved from something to something. I've been saved from depression to a place of happiness and joy. And I've been saved from anxiety to a place of freedom. I've been saved from uh, being bound up in fear to a place of faith. I've been saved from those things. And there's a reason why I should have joy in my life. Amen? Isaiah 52.1. It says, awake, awake. How many need a double alarm sometimes? You, you're sleeping. <laughs> And uh, I, I have that on mine. I have it on my phone, and I have it on my tablet. Awake, awake, put on your strength. O Zion, put on your beautiful garments. Verse 2, shake yourself from the dust. That's just what I want to cover right there. So what is your beautiful garment? What is, what is, what is the strength? The strength is the joy. And like I said, you, gotta, you have to put it on. You have to put that joy of the Holy Ghost on. And then it goes on to say, shake yourself from the dust. Shake yourself from the chains, the things that have tried to hold you back. There are things that we've all gone through, circumstances, things that have been hard, trying our faith, trying our, our spirits, and we have to shake off those chains and those things that have tried to hold us back. We have the joy of the Holy Ghost on the inside. We have the power of the living one on the inside. We have the ability to change the world. If we'll get rid of the stuff, shake it off, get rid of it, dust the, the, your feet off and move forward, and let's flow in what the Holy Spirit wants to do in this last hour. These are the last days. I don't want to be held back by my past. I don't want to be looking back here at what so-and-so did to me and how I got offended at this and that, and I can't move forward into what God has for me because all this stuff is making me mad all the time. Well, all your anger and all your offense is going to keep you bound up while the Holy Ghost is moving over here, and these people are getting set free, and there's all kinds of abundance flowing in this group because they're p participating in what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do for this hour. If we're sitting back over here holding on to grudges and holding on to what we think is, well, they didn't do me right, you go ahead. I'm moving forward. I'm going to move on to what the Holy Spirit wants to do. We're going to have fillings of the Holy Spirit in this church for the last days, in this hour, in the name of Jesus, I declare it, I prophesy, we will have it. We will have it, and no devil in hell is going to hold us back. Amen. We're going to experience the power of God in this place like never before. Amen. I believe that he's already moving. We've already been seeing each and every Sunday. We just keep going up and up and up, closer to the heart of God, higher heights, deeper places, that's the place where he wants to take us. Amen? I'm so thankful for that. But we have to wake ourselves up. You know, the women are studying right now on the bait of Satan. What is the bait of Satan? It's the offenses that he sets out for us to trap us and to keep us in that place where we're mad all the time and we're offended at people and we're holding on to grudges and things where God can't bring the blessings into our life. Oh, my goodness, let's let go of those things. Let's recognize the power of the enemy that tries to hold us back from the blessings of God. I'm starting to see some things in my life that I thought, I never knew they were there. You've got to question yourself sometimes. You, you might think, you, I'm, I'm okay, and I'm on my way. There's a lot of people that think they're okay, and they're on their way, but they don't believe in God. They don't believe in the devil. They don't believe there's a heaven, and they don't believe there's a hell. 
And they will have a day someday where they will find out there is really a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. There's really a devil and there's really a God. I'd rather fault on being wrong or wrong about, well, how am I saying that? I'd rather fault on being the right side than the wrong side. I'll say it like that. I'd rather fault on saying, there is a God. I'm going to live for him. I'm going to live for Jesus. I'm going to participate in what God has for me in this hour. Rather than getting on this negative side and holding back, and then the day of reckoning comes and I stand before God and he says, what did you do with what I gave you to do? And I'm like, I didn't even know you existed. I didn't believe in you. And the devil's standing over there laughing, saying, come on, come on. Eternal life in hell. I had an interesting conversation with Braden on the way. <laughs> I, I found a little lie that he told me today, and I talked to him about lying. And I, we, We've been talking about lying a lot lately, and I said, it's important that you don't lie. It's a sin. He goes, well, I never knew. He said, I thought if you ask Jesus in your heart, you're just going to heaven. It doesn't matter what you do. So now you're telling me that I, if I sin, that I, I'm not going to heaven. Oh. I said, well, it's not about works. But we do have to live right before God because sin separates us from him. But that's why we have grace. We come into his presence and say, God, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you for mercy. I ask for grace. But we don't purposefully disobey like you disobeyed me today when I asked you to do something and you didn't do it. Because God knows. And the whole, the whole thing about I forgot is a lie. If we're saying to God, oh, I forgot, I'll do it tomorrow, it's a lie because the Holy Spirit is on the inside nudging us, telling us, you need to do this today. We need to obey him today, not wait to obey tomorrow, amen? Because we don't want to lie to the Holy Spirit. We don't want to lie to our Father. We need to obey his voice. Praise God. Isaiah 61, I'm going to close with this one. I said that already, didn't I? I'm speaking evangelistically. Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. You guys know this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me and qualified me. That's every one of us here to preach the gospel of good tidings to the meek, the poor. He sent me to bind up and heal the broken heart, to proclaim liberty to the captive, to open the prison and the eyes to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, to grant to those. This is the part I wanted to get to. To grant consolation and joy to those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, an oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a heavy burdened, failing spirit, that they may be called the oaks of righteousness. So we always focus on the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel, to set people free, to open blinded eyes. But what about the part about to give people the oil of joy? for depression, the oil of joy for sadness, the oil of joy for loss in their life, the oil of joy for the torment of the enemy. I have something to offer to you, and it's, the, it's joy. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. There's glory in joy. There's, I said there's glory in joy. There's anointing in joy, and there's an ability to set us free in joy. Amen? You might think this is crazy. But what do kids like to do when they get together? 
They like to play. They like to have fun. My teenagers, when they were teenagers, they like to play. They like to have fun. No matter what age, adults, when they get together, they like to play. They like to have fun. We like to laugh, right? Because there is strength. There is a release. There is power in joy. It brings us freedom. There's freedom in joy. So I want to encourage you in the mornings to get up, put on the garment of praise. Let me tell you what a garment means. I'll tell you that real quick. The Hebrew word for garment means show praise as more than a piece of clothing that's casually thrown over your shoulders. It literally teaches us to wrap or cover ourselves with the garment of praise, leaving no openings through which hostile elements can penetrate. This garment of praise repels and replaces the spirit of heaviness. This special message of instruction and hope is for those who are oppressed by fear or doubt. Put on this garment, a warm coat from our closet. Only resist the cold wind when it is put on. But when distressed, be dressed with praise. And with that praise comes joy. And with that joy comes power. And with that power comes a release of his spirit. And with that release of his spirit comes an infilling of the Holy Ghost. And with the infilling of the Holy Ghost comes freedom. Freedom. I don't care what you're dealing with right now. There's freedom in the spirit. Hallelujah. Do you believe that tonight? Why don't you stand up on your feet and let's laugh a little bit. Let's put it into practice.